1: Welcome back. I'm Lou Lonsberry. You just heard from Dr. Angela Dunn. She gave the situational update on the goings-on here in the state of Utah as we continue to battle this ongoing pandemic. The news here in the state of Utah is very good. There was much revelation in the question and answer period which followed the situational update. Uh, the details from that update uh, heartbreaking. We learned that two more individuals have lost their lives, both residents of long-term care facilities. In fact, if my math is correct, uh, we remain in the a situation where more than half of those Utahns who have lost their lives as a result of this coronavirus were residents of long-term care facilities. That may, uh, now I'm just speculating here, but that may uh, impact our behavior moving forward. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, There seems to be, as I, you know, try to keep my finger on the pulse and my ear to the ground uh, and, and listening and feeling for the changing and shifting winds of our response to this coronavirus, this this reality here that so many such a high percentage of those who are losing their lives are doing so from within long-term care facilities uh, that's an important detail we also learned a new bit of data 99 utahns are currently hospitalized as they battle the coronavirus that's a new data set that we've been receiving each day and i'm grateful to the task force for making it available and then it moved on to the question and answer period reporters From around the state, we're given the opportunity to to ask questions. There were some very good ones asked. Uh, Much attention was paid to the state's transition from orange to yellow. I don't have time right now, but what I'm going to do is uh, make a point to tomorrow, dedicate some time to walking through the very specific guidelines put forth by the state, which define each of the four risk levels. We have moved out of red. We are currently in orange, moderate. The questions being asked are what criteria would qualify us to move into yellow, the low risk. And the guideline, the criteria uh, is fascinating stuff. And it could mean uh, some dramatic changes to the way we're living lives right now. Uh, There may be more open doors and more saying hello to the folks that you love uh, and recreate with. Uh, The last point I would make is with regard to the jails and prisons. A reporter asked Dr. Dunn about how things are going in Utah's jails and prisons. She said, you know what? Our... Correctional facilities around the state and the jails, they have uh, remarkable procedures in place. Anyone coming in is quarantined for 14 days. The guards, those who take care of these inmates and prisoners, they are tested periodically. We keep an eye out for symptoms. We have a good, good plan in place. And something that you and I together on these airwaves have learned after speaking to uh, various individuals is that specifically in Salt Lake County, The jail is running at pretty low capacity, which is good to slow the spread. They have taken action to uh, get folks out of the jails. And while the bad guys are still locked up, the dangerous folks are still locked up. Those who were in situations to be removed from the jail uh, have been removed. So that's a good and positive thing. Last point I would make on the jails and prisons, one of the storylines That you and I together have been following on this program because it's so important is a petition filed by the ACLU here in Utah with the Utah Supreme Court. They said that they'd like even more inmates and prisoners released from the jails around the state. They'd like those who fit certain criteria to be let go. What's that criteria? The ACLU would like to see all those with fewer than 180 days remaining on their sentence to be let free. They would like all those who remain incarcerated without conviction, those awaiting bail hearings, such like that, to be allowed free. In the third category, the ACLU petitions the Utah Supreme Court to allow all those inmates in the jail system across the state of Utah to be released if, if they are within one of the categories that heightens the risk. If they have certain comorbidities, if they are elderly, if they were, uh, if they are obese. Now the list of these comorbidities is longer than you think. If they were ever a smoker in life, that's a comorbidity. And as the ACLU is not necessarily specific on this point, it could possibly mean that should the Utah Supreme Court rule in favor of the ACLU's petition that all prisoners who were former smokers are set free. Now, that's an extreme example, and if I'm predicting, which I'm qualified to do, of course, as a talk show host, I bet you, I bet you the Utah Supreme Court says to the ACLU, eh, sorry, the jails and the prisons here in the state of Utah have done a fine job mitigating the risk of spread of this virus. So thanks for playing, but you're not winning this one. All right. That's all I'll say on that. Uh, a response is due from the Utah Supreme Court today. It has not yet been delivered, uh, but it is due today. So uh, it is very likely that you and I will be discussing uh, that or those results on tomorrow's program. A few minutes left. I want to share with you a conversation which took place just this morning between producer Amy and the superintendent, Jeff Bradybaugh, the superintendent of Zion National Park, which is open today. It's, in fact, been open for a few hours. Uh, Amy asked the superintendent uh, what it was like. Things have been open for uh, a few hours now. Uh, What's it like having the gates back open?
0: Uh, Good. Fairly quiet, um, as we expected uh, for the first morning. Um, Again, we do expect to get pretty busy here as, as time goes on. Certainly we had the early bird visitors in the park that you know wanted to, uh, to get out there uh, quickly before it warms up or, or do some early morning wildlife watching
1: and those sorts of things. So good to see those folks back. S- social distancing social distancing remains important. it remains the guidance of those experts. It remains the advice being handed down by folks like, like Dr. Angela Dunn. and it is important that even with, zion national park being reopened being again available for folks to go enjoy and recreate Uh, how how will social distancing be implemented amy asked the superintendent that very question how will social distancing be implemented and will there be limits on the trails
0: there are not limits on the trails Um, you know we expect people to to take those sorts of things in consideration obviously if they're traveling as a As a family or a group of individuals, that's considered a group and uh, they should try to maintain social distance from other groups. Uh, We'll do what we can to encourage social distancing, but really, it's up to um, our visitors to, to pay close attention to that.
1: Last question Amy asked of the superintendent was about the staff, those who are employed in taking care of this park. She asked, how's the staff been doing?
0: We've been working on a lot of park projects and actually prepping facilities for when we, we do get to open. Um, you know, deep cleaning, um, deep sanitizing facilities, those kinds of things. So plenty of, uh, of work to be done, and, and we've been getting out there making repairs
1: to things
0: um, that are difficult to do when, when we have a lot of visitors. We're
1: going to take a break. When we come back, my guest will be Springdale Mayor Stan Smith. Springdale, of course, the community which contains... The entrance to Zion National Park. Times have been tough there in Springdale. We'll see how tough as we speak to the mayor next on Live Mic. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is KSL
2: A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and...
1: Welcome back. I'm Lee Lonsberry, Zion National Park, back open. You just heard from the superintendent of the park, Jeff Bradybaugh, gave some good information about what's available for folks to enjoy there at the park. The internet certainly has some good information there. I'd invite you to check that out. There's an article written by a good friend of mine at the Deseret News, Amy Joy O'Donohue. She outlines much of what you can expect at Zion National Park right now. You can find that on my Facebook page, Lee Lonsberry, make your way over there. Have a look at this great article. See what's in store for you at Zion National Park. Now, when this coronavirus first reared its head, when the coronavirus first showed up, knocked on our door and said, hey, here, I'm, I'm, I'm here to tangle. Let's go to war. And we said, all right, pal, bring it on. There were a number of uh, unintended consequences or there are a number of consequences, if anything, that we had to face and that we had to deal with, and there were different uh, plans we had to implement on the fly. One uh, such unfortunate plan was the closure of the state parks around the state of Utah. Also, the closure of Zion National Park here in the state of Utah.
0: And today, after consideration and discussion uh, and consultation with the Washington County elected officials, and also working with the Department of Interior and Secretary Bernhard, we are announcing that Zion National Park will be closed immediately.
1: Now that feels like it was an eternity ago. It was only April 3rd. April 3rd, Governor Herbert announced the closure of both state parks and in consultation with Secretary Bernhardt, with the Interior Department, the closure of Zion National Park. And then, and then, just 19 days later, 19 days later, we heard from President Donald Trump a little bit of what he would like to see happen.
2: To support our rollout war against the virus, many of the places that we have here were temporary closing, it, but we will we will have them open quickly. As we said, we're starting to open our country again, thanks to our significant progress against the invisible enemy. I'm pleased to announce that, in line with my administration's guidelines for opening up America again, we will begin to reopen our national parks and public lands. For the American people to enjoy.
1: Well, it was less than a month later that we got the news of yesterday that Zion National Park would be reopened. And that's a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, my next guest knows something about Zion National Park, and he knows something about what it means when access to the park uh, is impacted, either by government shutdown or, in this case, the coronavirus. And he joins me now. This is Springdale Mayor Stan Smith from the town of Springdale. Uh, Mayor Smith, how are you? thank you. You're doing fine today. Tell me about what today means to you.
2: Well, today means uh, uh, there's hope. There's hope once again for businesses here in Springdale. Uh, It's been pretty lonely over the last little bit with uh, Springdale being a ghost town.
1: How have things fared? What's been the impact on your community?
2: Well, a lot of businesses shut down completely. Others tried to stay open and a lot of the restaurants were uh, following the guidelines and the locals were supporting that, but uh, hotels were pretty much uh, non-existent. Uh, very, very few people coming to stay in Springdale during that time.
1: How were the spirits among the folks there? It is a, The industry of Springdale, as you well know, sir, is, is entirely reliant on those who are coming to visit. And Without any of that, of course, things grind to a halt, and that's got to be tough on spirits. How did your people hold up?
2: Well, the uh, some of the government funding, the PPP program, the payroll protection plan, has helped out tremendously. But other than that, uh, most businesses have seen somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 to 99.5% decrease in revenue for the
1: month of April. Stunning. Stunning. There are some estimates in other regions here in the state of Utah that the impact of this coronavirus economically will mean that, uh, for example, in the restaurant industry, a quarter of restaurants – which have had to shut their doors as a result of the coronavirus, will uh, be unable to reopen. Do, are you observing any instances like that where there are businesses now that have been impacted so severely that they won't be able to reopen?
2: Well, today, we, again, we opened Zion National Park, and, and looking around, there's still businesses in Springdale that have not opened their doors yet. Uh, so we really don't know who's going to come out of this and who's, who's going to be able to uh, not come out of it. It's kind of a wait-and-see thing.
1: Well, uh, let me give you this opportunity, sir. S- sell your town. Tell all the folks that are listening what uh, what Springdale has to offer and why it would be an enjoyable visit for them. Well,
2: Springdale is actually inside Zion National Park. We're surrounded, share borders, and it's a gorgeous, gorgeous little town um, with a lot of different restaurants and hotels, mom-and-pop shops, some of the best gift shops. And um, that we were named one of the most artistic communities in the city of Utah. We have a lot of nice galleries uh, and with a lot of world-famous photographers here as well as, as others.
1: And your town is, is observing all the, the safeguards and the advice handed out by medical professionals, folks coming to visit, uh, can rest assured that uh, social distancing will be observed and all that good stuff?
2: Yes, we've, the hotels have, have, and other places have made sure that uh, the guidelines are being followed, that uh, sanitation is there, the, the installation of hand sanitizers in, in a lot of different places, and,
1: and uh,
2: just ready for everybody to come uh, and know that uh, we're doing everything we can to make their, their stay with, with us very secure.
1: Well, I wish you the best of luck. I want you to succeed. I want this to be just a blip instead of a long-lasting impact, okay? I want Springdale to be back up and thriving. Uh, And I'll let you get back to work. Uh, Please keep cheering on your folks there, and uh, I'll be down to visit soon.
2: Well, we'll be waiting waiting for you. We we want everybody to come and enjoy Zion National Park in Springdale.
1: Mayor Stan Smith, my guest, mayor of the town of Springdale, there at the entrance to Zion National Park, which we have learned, is back open for business with some limitations but we are now again able to enjoy this national park which is right here in our own backyard Uh, we're going to take a break in just a moment when we come back we're going to be talking about uh, the national conventions hosted by each of the two major parties here in the united states the democrats and the republicans they are now assessing how to execute their nominating conventions in the face of this coronavirus they are quickly approaching the scheduled conventions Democrats maybe going to move online. The Republicans have hired a specialist to advise them. We're going to walk through some of the analysis and some of the plans being made by the parties. Also going to speak to Utah's Democratic Party chair, Jeff Merchant. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry.